0: Hello, I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where we're recording the Diz Dads podcast, episode number 8. Tonight's podcast is a bit different than our usual format. Tonight, I have with me seven of my fellow Disney specialist travel agents. We are all graduates of the College of Disney Knowledge and work in conjunction with the Fairytale Journeys Travel Agency. Tonight, for what is probably the first of an irregular series of podcasts, we bring you Fairytale Journeys by Diz Dads. A discussion of Disney travel planning. Uh, with me tonight are James Matheson. Hello. Jason Gilbert.
1: Hey guys, how's everyone doing? Mark Pratt. Good evening.
0: Nathan Trent. Hi guys. Mark Harbison. Hello. And John Thomas. Uh, this panel's a little larger than we usually have, but we wanted to include everyone. Um, our goal here is to, to just sort of get into some of the basics of how a working with a travel agent can make uh, preparing for your next Disney trip a little easier and a little more enjoyable. So I want to start tonight's discussion with the question that's really sort of at the bottom of uh, this whole idea of this particular podcast episode, uh, and that is, why should someone work with a Disney Specialist travel agent when putting together a uh, Disney vacation?
2: Number one would be the, the convenience. Uh, a lot of times you have to make several different phone calls to Disney. Um, if they change their specials and they come out with a better special, you know, even up to dining reservations, uh, ADRs, Advanced Dining Reservations, it all depends. I think that a travel agent is there to make all those phone calls for you so you don't have to worry about it it's a lot less stressful for you so that way you can plan out more of your trip with your family
0: okay and uh, James any suggestions from you I think one of the big things is just having that person to uh,
3: be able to make different uh, give different advice on what you could uh, possibly do especially if new people may not know everything that disney has to offer we have some of that expertise that we could share with them to make their trip more enjoyable
0: i agree i agree and uh jason what about you
1: uh one thing i found recently was excuse me that um, i'm working on a grand gathering for uh, a friend of mine and that's a lot of work to do (laughs) a grand gathering (laughs) I didn't think about it, but the families want to stay at different resorts. You know, they're not real keen on having to stay together. So to get them all into their own individual places, but then still pull in, you know, what they want to do for their grand gathering. That's a lot of time I've been spending on the phone and emailing back and forth with Disney to try and to try and work on that. And the the guy that I'm doing it for was just like, I don't have the time. He's like, I'd never be able to get that done or have the patience to do it. So he's, you know, they're very grateful to have someone that's willing to do it for them. And recently I've had a lot of time, so.
0: <laughs> good that you have. Yeah. Just not for the right reason. Yep. Uh, so, John, what about you? Why, why do you think that uh, people should work with the Disney travel specialist?
4: Well, I think we've gone over some really good good things, one being the time, also the experience. You know, whenever you deal with someone who's a Disney specialist, they know all the little tricks and tips and hints and you know they might know uh how to get a better deal also like how to book either to the different specials that they have they might have uh, be weighing the dining plan free dining versus maybe a pin code for percentage off a room or something like that you don't have to the person wouldn't have to go through and try to figure all that calculations out you've got people that have been there before and they know you know where the good deals are which ones are better deals um and also like at a resort if you want to say at a specific resort you know uh, a specialist would know hey you might want to look for we can put in a request for building so-and-so because you're going to be closer to the food court and uh or to the amenities or closer to a bus stop so there's just the little things like that that can really help make a trip a lot better that a lot of people maybe wouldn't know about
0: yeah sure i agree and i think one other thing is that there's this sort of misconception that working with a travel agent means you miss out on the fun of planning And I think there's nothing that could be further from the truth. Um, If anything, working with a, a Disney specialist travel agent gives you someone who shares your enthusiasm for putting together a great trip and is there to facilitate making all of those choices. So, you know... It's exciting to choose which restaurants you're going to go to and, and where you want to make your ADRs. Your travel agent isn't there to take that away from you. On the contrary, the travel agent is there to make sure that once you've made those decisions, we do everything possible to land you that ADR. And uh, so it's, it's really about helping the clients get the trip that they wanted and allow them to focus on the fun and not worry so much about the nuts and bolts. Uh, you know, I have a client who's down at, in Disney World right now. Who called me uh, three days before their trip in a panic. Because they couldn't find their uh, Magical Express tags. And, you know, if they, they could have dealt with that by themselves. But they probably would have wasted several hours. Trying to track down the right phone number. Find the right person to talk to. I had that information readily available. Was able to get the information they needed to make sure that their luggage got to them at their hotel and they were able to take, you know, full advantage of magical express little things like that, that just sort of alleviate the stress of travel and allow you to focus on the fun. And
4: one other thing, if I can mention um, there, there's a lot of people that think that if they go through a travel agent, they're going to be paying extra. And, you know, it's just, that's not the case with a Disney travel agent. You know, we gotta get the word out there that, you know, we don't take any money from the client. Um, we just get, you know, a, a kickback from Disney for helping bring in more people to Disney. So there's nothing off on the top that comes from the client. They aren't paying anything for our services. We're, you know, offering all this basically f- for them for free. So it's like, you could either do it yourself do all your work yourself or for the same price or possibly better if you don't know about the right specials you can have a travel agent do it for you
0: right right uh i agree with that
1: john uh my aunt is a full-time travel agent and she doesn't understand how like we don't have to add any fees to it it's all what we get back from disney uh, that's the one thing i've been stressing to a lot of my clients too is that you know we do all the work, and it's the same price as you would get, maybe even better, but you don't have to do the legwork. And and it's, that's a very hard thing to push
5: to a lot of people.
0: So uh, Mark or Mark, either of you have uh, some more reasons that uh, someone ought to work with a Disney travel specialist.
5: Well, I was uh, all set to point out about how wonderful it is to be free, but then John kind of <laughs> stole my thunder there. Um, I uh, would say just not to repeat what everybody else has said, but uh, I've heard that there are some people out there that really actually don't enjoy doing all the nitty gritty planning of vacations. No, yeah, really? I mean, you know, not that we would know anything about that, but uh, cause we're all kind of nutty about that stuff, but I've heard they're out there. And so, you know, that's the kind of person that would be perfect for uh, a travel agent to work with is that, you know, you get weirdos like us who really love, going through all the scenarios and details of where you're going to stay and what parks you're going to visit. And do you get uh, park hopper passes or where you're going to eat, how to find menus and all that stuff. And, uh, we can sort through all that, you know, white noise so that, uh, someone who really doesn't have the time or doesn't really enjoy doing that, uh, really doesn't have to.
0: And, uh, Mark, you were just mentioning in chat a little bit ago about, you know, Walt Disney world is a big place. Um, What do you mean by that, and and why is that uh, related to working with a Disney travel specialist?
2: Well, I I read somewhere on the boards that uh, a family went there for Pop Warner, I believe it was, and they were at uh, Port Orleans Riverside, and the dad came out, and the mom and the the kids were sitting there, and the dad had this huge map of, of all the parks, and they were just baffled that it wasn't just one place. He's just... I can't believe how huge this place is, he's telling to his wife. They were floored at, you know, there being four different parks. It's huge. If you don't know these things, I mean, that's, it, it says it in our title. We are Disney specialists. That's our job, to know all these things. And to be able to point out to people, if it is your first time, then maybe you maybe you should stay at, at this resort or if it is your first time try to take advantage of extra magic hours a lot of people don't know you know I, I can't even count on on both hands how many times I've had people you know when you're in fast-pass line ask you as you're blowing past them in the fast-pass line you know what why are you so special why do you gotta get, to, get to be over there and you know being able to explain that to people how to how to not only just enjoy your time but to get around and get the most of your time at Disney World
0: how about you Nate? you have any reasons why someone should work with a Disney travel specialist?
6: Everyone's made excellent points so far and um, you know, one thing I can think of, especially with this group of guys, is uh, we all have a, a passion for the product. Uh, Disney Vacations, with, you know, that's how we got together and that is our passion.
0: Well, and, and that's important because it's it's different working with the Disney specialist as opposed to working with, say, you know, just the regular AAA travel agent who was helping the person before you, you know, plan their trip to the Ozarks or plan their trip to Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. You know, we do one thing pretty much, and, and we think we do it pretty well because that's what we care about and we're passionate about. And when I say one thing, let's be clear, too, we all sell... What we're passionate about, and that's Disney—not just Walt Disney World. Uh, we can do Disneyland trips, we can do Disney Cruise Line trips, Adventures by Disney. There are some really wonderful Disney products out there, and and there's a reason that we all gravitated to working in, uh, you know, as Disney travel specialists because the product that they offer is something that that we really believe in. Um,
2: I agree, Aaron. Also, you know. That people know that we also do other cruises and we also do other places but this is what we're again what we're specialist in and what we have a passion for is for disney
5: we've all been there and we're all dads and we've all made you know probably multiple trips to disney world and we've been there we've had the screaming kid in the stroller or the kid who falls asleep halfway through the visit you know we've we've kind of been through those things and we can kind of have a a personal touch and think about the little things that uh you might not normally think about when you're coming, when you're taking a vacation um you know we've i think i wrote on our website you know we've made all the mistakes so you don't have to
0: <laughs> there's a, a photograph of my son snoozing in front of the ice cream parlor on main street uh with exactly that in mind
1: <laughs> oh yeah i have i have a similar picture of pocahontas waking up my daughter from a nap in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon in the stroller slumped over and Pocahontas leaning down and kissing her on the cheek. And my daughter, the next picture is my daughter's eyes wide open and her mouth open. And she's like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) that just happened.
0: I think I'd have the same look if Pocahontas leaned over and kissed me on the cheek to wake me up from my nap.
2: Probably. Amen.
0: (laughs) All right. So all of those are great reasons why someone should work with a Disney travel specialist. Um, I wanted to move us on to really working on uh, an example. You know show people kind of how we would work through some of these issues and tonight I want to focus on helping a client choose the right resort. So I've got a few scenarios here I'm going to throw them out and just kind of you know see what we come up with. Um, The first is let's say we have a, a young family that comes in just uh parents and one child under the age of five all right so uh, a preschool kid and the parents what resort would you would you steer them to and what would be the reasons you might steer them uh, in that way so um why don't we go work back the other direction and, and Nate why don't you start off and tell us uh you know what what you would do what would be your initial suggestion with that young family
6: that size of family uh I would probably either uh, recommend a a value resort or a uh, moderate, just because uh, a young family like that price may be an issue.
0: Okay, and and any particular resort that that you would think you would recommend?
6: Uh, Pop Century be uh, lots of big icons to attract the kids' attention. They'd have fun at the resort itself just as much as they would
4: in the park.
0: Anybody else have uh, suggestions for this young family or fictional young family?
4: I would say i was thinking along kind of the same lines as nate uh, in a value but uh, i was also thinking it depends on the budget but uh, possibly a monorail resort just because when they're that age you go to magic kingdom a lot and um it's so easy access to just hop on the monorail to get straight to the magic kingdom and um, if it fits the budget then a monorail resort is really great for someone with a child under five, especially with strollers and stuff, you don't even have to break down the stroller. You can just take them right into the monorail, take them right off, and it's real easy.
1: I was thinking the same thing, John. It, it, you know, the the values are great for when, you know, if you're looking at budget. Um, my family's done Pop Century twice. We love it. We absolutely love that that resort. But also the monorail resorts are, are a good choice if you have the ability and, and capacity to do that. Um, because it is very easy to get in and out of those
4: places.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that I would suggest is that, you know, if if there's budget available for it, one way to kind of mitigate the issue of the expense but still take advantage of the monorail resort would be to look at something like a, uh, you know, a garden room at the Contemporary, which often runs price-wise, more as sort of a moderate plus almost, uh, and gives you that ability to, you know, walk to the Magic Kingdom. Um, You don't even have to worry about waiting for transportation. Uh, And with those little ones, that can be a real benefit. Somebody else uh, have any other other options that we might suggest for a young family?
2: We stayed at the All-Star movies with our kids, with our three young kids, and and they, they loved it just because the, the oversized icons that are there and they really, they recognized all of the movies that were there with uh, Toy Story and Herbie and um, all that, all that Lady and the Tramp, all that stuff. They, they really got a kick out of staying there and some of the things that you got to interact with and the pool, you know, the value resorts, they are a little further away from the parks. So the bus ride is a little bit longer. Um, so if that's an issue, then definitely do, you know, something closer to like a monorail or a moderate um, resort. But we really had a blast at the at the value resorts, and that's where we, we stay often with all of our kids.
5: I was thinking uh, with a young child, a lot of times they uh, they get tired quickly and you might need to leave the park to go back mid-afternoon for a nap, that sort of thing. And so we talked about a young family You know, sometimes maybe not having as much money to spend and wanting to stay at the value resort. We didn't really talk about the moderates, but I think if they can swing that in the budget, sometimes if you have to spend more time at the resort uh, due to having a young child and not having as much energy to get through the day, you might want a place that has a few more amenities uh, uh, like a moderate resort. Uh, Maybe nights or pool areas. I know the Caribbean beach has a real good kids play area designed like a pirate ship. And I was just thinking that if you're going to be spending more time at the resort, it might be worth it just to go for those amenities to to really enjoy the resort since you're spending that time there.
0: Well, and sometimes that's the trade-off. You know, it it can be worth it to choose the value resort and maybe get yourself an opportunity to return sooner uh, as opposed to the more expensive um, deluxe resort. So, you know, that's a consideration, too. Um, Now, there's at least, uh, let's see, uh, John, I think you're the one who who had suggested in chat that, you know, one option is to to do a split stay. And why don't you talk a little bit about what it means to to split your stay? Sure. Um,
4: Yeah, if you were looking at the budget, a way of getting uh, into, like, a monorail resort and a value, just um, determine, like, if you're doing a six-day stay you can maybe do three nights at a Monomer- monorail resort three nights in the value although I take that back maybe do the value first and then go over to the um, deluxe resort and uh, you can always try to manage your time to where you plan your days that the Magic Kingdom will be the de- uh the days whenever you're gonna be staying at the monorail resort The value resorts could be the days that you're going to be going to uh, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. And uh, it's really easy to do a split stay. I have not done one, but I've heard a lot about them and I'm looking forward to doing it. And I hear, you know, you wake up in the morning, you just uh, you're checked out and you have your luggage ready and you can leave them with Bell Services. And then um, you can go off to your park whenever you come back, you can uh, get checked into your new resort. And uh, your luggage can be sent right over to you. So,
0: And one, one sort of value trick in doing a split stay, um, remember that rates often, or almost always, are higher for weekend days than during the week. So if you stay your weekend at the value resort, you can take advantage of the somewhat lower weekday prices in the uh, deluxe. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's move on and look at a different family here. And um, um, and this this is a little bit more of a challenge because we've got in this family two adults and two teenage children, uh, a 14 year old and a 16 year old. So where would you recommend uh, a family of four with two teenagers stay uh, at Walt Disney World?
5: Uh, if the teenagers are large, anywhere they want to. Really, there I would look at I would look at mobility. Um, in this case, it, I remember going to Disney world, I guess I was probably young 20, so I wasn't, uh, in the teen range anymore, but, uh, I was still going with my parents and kind of wanted to do my own thing. And, um, I think, so I suspect a lot of teenagers kind of feel the same way. Sometimes they want to do their own thing. And, uh, and Disney's a place where, you know, you can actually do that and, And just plan to meet up with the parents later and and kind of split and that sort of thing. So I would look for either a a monorail resort, as we suggested before, just to have that mobility to be able to kind of jump back and forth. Uh, If you're at if you're at one of the resorts on the monorail line, it's easy to get to the Magic Kingdom. You can transfer and get to Epcot so you can get all different places. Uh, Or I was uh, also thinking about the boardwalk area, Uh, the boardwalk, yacht club, beach club. They're all within walking distance of both Epcot and Hollywood Studios theme parks. And again, it enables teens who are probably going to get bored with some of the more uh, kid oriented rides and attractions to be able to, to park hop, go here and there, catch the thrill rides they want to do, and, and not really be uh, tied down at one place for too long.
0: Anyone else have a suggestion for our uh, family with two teens? I think mark hit it right on the head there i
2: i I would do boardwalk um just because like he said they're within walking distance of the parks um it's a little bit you know pricier but if it's a special occasion i would definitely do boardwalk um they can you know they have the whole boardwalk area to play around with um you know and see all the people that are out there um doing the little sidewalk acts and then like you said you have epcot and hollywood within walking distance heck it's the best of both worlds
0: yeah, I, one thing I would say is just a, a general caution. I, I think that if you've got two teenagers and and two parents coming, uh, you, you really can't get away with one value room. Um, you're all going to be ready to kill each other at the end of the vacation if you weren't when you got there. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, I think that you're right. I think I'd look in the, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think I'd look in the the Epcot area. The other possibility that we haven't really talked about uh is that family that size might appreciate the the swan um the the disney swan has uh queen beds so it's similar to a deluxe but the pricing tends to be a little lower and they tend to run specials for um a lot of different categories including having discounts that they run for uh, nurses and teachers that are very popular. Another thing to think about is that both of the Port Orleans uh, resorts have been switched over to queen beds which is relatively new and they're all queen beds so um, there is now an option in the moderate range that I think can work for a family with two teenagers.
6: Uh, Yeah, uh, Coronado Springs also has queen beds. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, a family with two teenagers, that they would be utilizing extra magic hours a lot. And uh, Coronado does have uh, its own bus service. It doesn't share with any other resort.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And another thing to think about, too, you know, I I love the Disney transportation. That's a, a great... You know, perk for staying on property. But I have to admit that uh, having been there recently with a small child who definitely needed his afternoon nap, um, we really appreciated having a rental car on that trip. Um, You know, being able to just pick up and and leave from a park and not worry about waiting for the next bus and, you know, just being able to to run back to the resort whenever we felt like we needed to um, was really nice. And really being on property gave us the best of both worlds, because uh, there was at least a couple of times where uh, my wife would go ahead and head back to the resort with the youngest child, who really needed his nap and needed it now. Um, and my daughter and I could stay and hit a few more rides before heading back and we could take the on-property transportation to take us back to our resort and so it was really kind of the best of both worlds in that perspective. All right, I want to throw out another scenario for us here and this one gets challenging. This is an extended family um, and so they're traveling with grandparents, two parents, and four children. All right, it's a big group. Matter of fact, big enough that they technically qualify as a, a grand gathering. They got eight. So two grandparents, two parents, and four children. Um, so what do we do with them? Where where do we direct a, a family, a group of that size and, and that uh, makeup? Uh, I don't know. Jason, you want to tackle this one being our uh, grand gathering uh, expert for the moment? Sure.
1: Um, I, with... With the one that I'm working on now, I first thing I did was, and I know it's not the right question to ask, but I said, "What do you want to spend?" You know, it, I really let it up to them, where they want to, where they want to stay, and you know what kind of rooms they're looking for. Um, the the kids are a little bit older; they're you know not quite teenagers, but they're they're not the young. They're all between like seven and twelve, I think. The three of them that are going to be involved. Uh, it's the three children, both parents, and then both sets of grandparents, and an aunt and uncle, and one child. So the, the one family, I'm thinking, I was thinking to the point of, you know, they're going to have to go to a value, or to a, I'm sorry, to a moderate to see what they're doing, or to, to try and build what they're doing, but then what they said is the one they, what they talked about was the oldest child is actually going to stay in the grandparents' room. Right. So they, they did decide to go to a value. They did end up choosing a Pop Century. Because the way they worked it out, and I don't know how I got this through, they let one of the children stay as a child in the grandparents' room. So it worked out that they, they didn't need to go to that bigger room at, at a moderate. So it really is going to it all comes back to budget and what they're looking for. You know, what they're able to swing as far as the rooms. Luckily, we were able to pull the free dining for them because uh, they're going, you know, mid September. Right. So we we're able to do the free dining. They got a very good, very good rate. And, you know, we're able to take advantage of a lot of the, the grand gathering things. They're not all arriving the same day. The the, the uncle aunt and uncle with the single child are getting there a couple days, like two or three days later because they're traveling from another part of the country. Oh. So it's, you know, they're not all from the same area. It's right. really a lot of work when you, when you put in
0: big groups <laughs> of people. So James, do you have any suggestions for our family of eight?
3: Um, I saw so I mentioned on the chat, but I think like a two bedroom villa would be, be good. Um, <clears throat> that way, you know, grandma and grandpa sometimes might want to cook something. They have other, all other, all you know, comforts at home back at the thing. They can save some money in terms of dining if they don't have the free dining option and just be able to have some time together as a family with grandma and grandpa as well.
0: Yeah, the, the two-bedroom would definitely allow more relaxed touring style. Um, now, one thing, you know, with the, with the at least with a lot of older kids, you're probably spending a little bit less time in the room, um, so that might help some. Um, you know, one approach would be to book in uh, all-star music, where you could use a, a family suite and a regular room and sort of divide people between those two. Um, that gives you kind of the a little extra space and uh, prevents you from needing to, to actually buy you know, what might be three rooms uh, to fit everybody comfortably. Um, hey Aaron,
2: how many do the um, the cabins at Wilderness sleep? Do those just sleep six or is it eight?
0: They're six. They're they six. Are
2: six. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Wilderness Cabin sleeps six, and some of the the uh, Port Orleans Riverside rooms, you can do five. Um, they've got a, a trundle bed for a smaller child, so you can do uh, you know four people in two beds and a, a trundle bed. You can do five. Uh, so you could do two moderate rooms that way.
2: Yeah. The the Alligator Bayou section of of Riverside has that. Yeah. Right
5: i can uh, i've actually done that trip with the grandparents uh, we had three kids not four but we were close on the number and uh, we actually did stay in alligator bayou in port orleans riverside just got two connecting rooms and uh, it worked out great um, you know, my, my uh, parents are fairly mobile so uh, we didn't have mobility issues and you know obviously that can come into play when you're Traveling with, uh, with grandparents, but uh, I can tell you, Port Orleans Riverside was a great home base for us. It was nice enough that we really enjoyed our time there. We were able to take advantage of the amenities, uh, really enjoyed the boat ride to downtown Disney, uh, the theme of the resort. And yet, um, at the same time, it wasn't so expensive that it just made the trip totally you know, out of our price range to be able to do. So, And this is why you need the Disney Travel Agents, because we've been there and we've done these things.
0: Disney has recently started introducing a number of uh, specialty rooms, uh, particularly in the moderate resorts. And they, they started this with the, uh, with the pirate rooms at the, uh, the uh, Car- Caribbean Beach. And they're, they've they now announced these new rooms in the Port Orleans Resort, which is what made me think of it. We were just talking about Port Orleans. Um, so I wanted to get some feedback from you all what you think about these uh, specialty rooms. They've announced uh, some 500-some uh, of these royal suites, in, or not royal suites, I'm sorry, royal guest rooms in the uh, Port Orleans Resorts. Um, and what What's your take on these specialty rooms?
4: Genius. I mean, they're going <laughs> to... They can charge a little bit more like they did with the Pirates rooms. And it's it's so specialized, you know, that the kids are definitely going to want it. You're going to enjoy your stay there. So, I mean, it's those little touches that they put everywhere times a thousand. Because I saw some of the mock-ups, you know, the little pictures that they had online showing what the rooms would look like. And I just thought... Man, if I show that to my daughter, she would ask every single day when we're going until we go,
0: because she would just be so,
4: so into that. So I think that they're really, uh, they're gonna do really well with that idea.
0: Anybody else have comments on the the specialty rooms?
1: My kids already ask when we're staying there. <laughs> they see the pictures of the pirate room, and uh, a friend of ours, some friends of ours, stayed in one of the pirate rooms at. I believe Caribbean beach about a year ago, right after they opened. And my kids look at those pictures when they, every time we go to their house and they're like, dad, can we stay there next time? Can we stay there next time? And I keep saying to my wife, I'm like, "Guess I know where we're staying next time we go.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, there is a premium for the rooms, but it's, it's not too bad. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, the, the pirate room premium is about 30 bucks a night. Uh, I'm sure it varies somewhat by season, but, um, you know, I, I expect that, although they haven't released pricing yet, that the Port Orleans uh, Royal Guest Rooms are going to come in similarly. Um, and, you know, for a unique, special experience, uh, that doesn't seem to be too bad.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And Mark just raised another good question, isn't it? How much time do you, you spend there? Um, it really is going to depend on. We're, we're not a family that stays in our room. You know, we shower and sleep in our room and that's that's pretty much it right when we go when we go to disney it's it's for the disney park experience you know there's my kids don't do many very very many parks near us they don't really enjoy them but when we go there it's all rides all the time that's all they want to do rides and characters so for us it may not be worth it for another year or so until we're going to spend more time in our room but there are some families that go on vacation and, and just sit in the room, you know, not sit in the rooms, but spend more time there than we normally do.
0: Oh, and that really is a nice segue to our, uh, our last topic that was scheduled for, for tonight. Uh, and that is, you know, everybody vacations differently. And so the, the last topic that I wanted us to spend some time talking about here is, you know, what are some tips to help people? who do decide to work with a travel agent. Um, What are things that that they can do to make the work with a travel agent as uh, productive as possible and and work out the best for them?
2: I I would suggest maybe having, you know, coming to your travel agent with kind of a a rounded out view of what you think your vacation, what what you're looking for. Um, You know, we want to stay in a moderate resort. You know, we want we want to eat three meals a day. We we want to jump from park to park, you know, every day. You know, those kind of things. Um, the biggest thing that, that always holds me up, at, you know, emailing back and forth with clients is, what are the ages of your children? Is there children involved here? So those that kind of information, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they haven't booked a trip before. They don't know these things that you are definitely going to need. And it helps you get... A response back quicker to them with more accurate information um, to help them out well
0: and I, I think you know the accurate information point is a really important one um, I, one of the things that that I, I say and I, I use this in my my day job as well is to tell people um, you know when when I'm asking you questions about what you want or what you need um, be honest with me don't tell me what you think you should tell me don't tell me what you think I want to hear you know I'm a, I'm a Disney travel agent and when I ask you about what kind of experience you're looking for don't tell me that your kids can't wait to meet Mickey if they're afraid of characters um, because that's not gonna help me give you the you know put together with you the trip that you want um, so you know everybody tours differently and as we've said a couple of times already there's really an amazingly huge number of experiences available in Walt Disney World. Uh, tell us what you want, and you know we can help make that happen. Letting us
3: know what you like or dislike about past vacations. You know, if you've gone to Disney World in the past and you hate the crowds, don't uh, come with us. Maybe we can make suggestions of a better time to go, versus June. You know, middle of June when everybody just gets out of school. If we know that you're not a crowd person, you know maybe. You know more of a suggestion of september october and the crowds a little bit
0: lower great point james one of the I think...
1: things i suggested was um that i always ask i said would you you know are you a, a fan of halloween do you enjoy different christmas traditions do you enjoy you know are your kids more star wars you know star wars characters do they like those characters more than traditional disney characters because that could also help you build your trip around one of the parties you know to go in December or October when crowds are lower but you still get that you can still have that chance for the extra experience Um, Star Wars weekends is a little tough because it's a it's a it's a lot more crowded than you know you can get weeks in October and September where you can go to the Halloween party and there's no crowd there's very minimal crowd and then even less for the parties. You know, so if you're looking for something, some special extra, a lot of times the parties is where you get it.
0: Interesting point, Jason. Anybody else? Suggestions for ways to sort of maximize your ability to work with your travel agent?
5: I think uh, sooner or later the, the budget question is going to come up. And so it's, it's better, I think, to come prepared and have an idea, okay, what's my limit, what do I want to spend on this vacation, that's going to be one of the biggest helps to a travel agent, is to know, okay, what, what do we have to work with, and, you know, knowing enough about what, what options are available, we can help you stretch that budget as far as it'll go to, to make sure you get the maximum amount of fun out of it, and the enjoyment out of the vacation. So, uh, you know, I know nobody likes to to talk about it right away, but it's an important question to ask is, okay, what what do you want to spend on this vacation? And uh, then I think it's also important to say, you know, okay, dream a little bit. What do you know about Disney World? What could you absolutely not live without? And uh, just kind of, you know, make sure that we include something in a vacation that you absolutely have to have or one experience you really want to have. Um, you know have that in mind and and that really helps us to to plan out the itinerary.
2: I agree on the budget Um, you know I've had my brother he's one of them that you know I I asked him what is your budget for this vacation and he said he had five thousand dollars that he wanted to spend you know on a vacation and with his size of his family he's only going to tap into about half of that if he knows the time of year to go I mean, I have taken my family for as little as three thousand dollars for a week's vacation. So you know the, but you gotta you gotta realize what time of the year you gotta be kind of flexible with that as well. Um, people don't realize that you can make payments on your vacation. You know we we plan out a year in advance of what we're gonna do, um, and then we put the deposit down, and then pay on it throughout the year and it can be as little as $50 a month if you know $25 a month but you know then you have a set day it has to be paid off but people don't realize that you know you, you can make payments on a vacation it's the greatest thing Disney <laughs> plans this for just for the family in mind they don't they don't slack on anything so you know there's a lot of things that, that people don't realize when it comes to planning a vacation with Disney
0: Well, and I I think, you know, one of the things maybe to to bring us back where we started about working with a travel agent is that once you establish that budget and have an idea of what you want to spend, you know, working with a travel agent, we're always watching and we always know when the, the new deal comes out. And if we know that, you know, you're interested in a dining plan, but you decided against it because you didn't want to... You know, spend the money now, but then the free dining plan opens up for your days. You know, we can take care of that for you and make it happen. Um, and that's the kind of thing that a travel agent can do for you that you, know, you might not notice on your own, perhaps until it's too late, because there are a limited number of of uh, rooms available that uh, will that the deal will apply to.
2: And if you've already paid in advance, and that free dining comes out, guess what? You got some vacation money to spend Because they're going to give you that out, money baby. back
4: That's right
1: yeah, Last year, uh, just to compare to Mark a little bit I did a family of four The four of us With staying at Pop Century Airfare, Fair Eight nights, nine days Meals Christmas party For the four of us And it was $2,100 Because we went during free dining and i had a pin Hmm. so if if you if you figure it out the right way you can definitely do it pretty cheap and compare that i just took i just planned four nights at ocean city maryland for the four of us the room alone is 1700 dollars. ouch and that's (laughs) three hours that's a four almost a four hour drive two hours longer or two hours less and i'm in florida right on a plane (laughs)
0: Uh, we aren't going to go into how you got talked into doing that one. Then I just want to say thank you to all our panel members. You can find contact information for each of us on the Fairytale Journeys by Diz Dads page of the DizDads.com website. You can also visit Fairytale Journeys by DizDads.com and any of us would be happy to help you plan your perfect Disney vacation. For the podcast team in general, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcasts at dizdads.com. You can visit our website, disdads.com, tweet us at disdads podcast on Twitter, and participate in the discussions in the new sub subforum of the Disney for Families forum at thedisboards.com. Until next time, we're looking forward to helping make your Disney vacation as magical as possible. Thanks.
5: This has been a Wizard of Oz production.
2: I I can't even count on, on both hands.